Wi-Fi matters. So I don't know if you remember, but a while ago I made a podcast episode about the advertising barrage called the Advertising Cult. And if you haven't really listened to it yet, um, I would highly recommend you listen to that episode because it really highlights and complements the importance of today's topic. Um, The Advertising Cult, it was definitely one of my favorite episodes to record and to make because it was really fun to do it, but also I learned so much while I was making it and it's really cool because everything I learned in that it sort of was eye-opening and like right now when I was making this episode I realized how much I can connect to that episode and to everything I learned from that so that was really cool for me so this week I wanted to um, sort of touch on a related topic which is consumerism Um, consumerism is derived from the latin word uh, um, consumer or consumere I'm pretty sure I'm not saying it right But it's basically meant, it means to use up, to eat, or to waste. Um, And according to Investopedia, consumerism is this idea that increasing consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal. And that a person's well-being and happiness depends fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about the rise of Americans con- American consumerism uh, specifically. So pre-World War II, the American mindset was very much um, about thrifting, fixing up, resourcefulness, and these were very valued. But then post-World War II, America saw a rise in mass production, and consumerism started off as a byproduct and an end product of mass production. So, you know, there were more jobs, the wages were higher, and Americans were encouraged to spend. And spending was not only about indulging in material desire, but it was advertised to be a patriotic act. In the book, A Consumer's Republic, um, there was this historian, Elizabeth Cohen, and she basically summarizes the sort of mid-1970s of America, which it was being a good citizen and a good consumer, they became intertwined in American culture. This concept, it really holds true till this day. And a great example is how the COVID, during this COVID pandemic, um, there was this premature push by the U.S. government um, to have businesses open up, restaurants open up, so that consumerism will help rebuild the economy. Um, In today's world, there are many factors that can contribute to this consumerist behavior. It can be as a result of advertisements which lure us into buying stuff. Advertising industries are so successful in part because they can capitalize on the scarcity mindset of consumers. We are truly living in a time perceived as not enoughness. Um, And I was very interested in learning more about this scarcity mindset. So I started to dig a little bit deeper. And to my surprise, I mean, I guess deep down I knew I knew this about me. I knew it deep down. But I really realized that I have such a strong scarcity mindset. Um, and some of the comparisons, um, and like they make these charts basically. So the charts basically compared the abundance mindsets with scarcity mindsets. And there are all these different characteristics. But I guess pertaining specifically to consumerism, uh, some of the comparisons were like, for example, in abundance mindsets, there's this sense of gratefulness versus in a scarcity mindset, people are entitled. And the comparisons, they go on and on. And I really, I actually had this really in-depth conversation with my mom about this. And 
um, I think I realized she has a very abundant mindset. Like, well, compared to me, her mindset is much more abundant than mine. Um, it's interesting to see how with my mom and her um, sort of abundant mindset, um, she's nearly, she's not nearly as consumeristic as I am. She, she believes in minimalism and she doesn't fully, she doesn't fully and always practice minimalism, but she believes in it and she rarely, I have never seen her really buy a material, materialistic item in like the past like five years. Um, and she only buys really what she needs. Whereas you see, I am on the other hand, I have a scarcity mindset. I'm always wanting to buy something, even though I'm never actually going to use it or never going to wear it. And I'm extremely, I, I'm extremely materialistic. I want to be extravagant and I only buy what I want. Um, also, I think another another problem in the mindset is the keeping up with the Joneses. And this idiom is basically stating that we, we use our neighbor as a benchmark for success and happiness. For example, if you see your neighbor gets a new car, you're like immediately, oh no, now I need a new car. Um, and here's the catch, like nowadays, you're not only comparing yourself to your neighbor, but you're comparing yourself to the whole wide world. You're comparing yourself to the rest of the world. And this is because of, you know, technology and social media. Um, in America especially, the desire for more and more and bigger and bigger and like better things is just really, really prevalent. And this mindset, it seeps down into other aspects of our lives, such as family, relationships, work, and school and time. Um, and for me, for me personally, it's really hard to be satisfied. It's hard to say, you know, this will do. It's hard to, to be jealous. It's hard not to be jealous in this culture that I'm growing up in because there will always be something that's better, something that's bigger, something that's stronger, prettier, cooler. And I guess what you really are at like this very moment, it's just not enough. Um, so I wanted to talk about conspicuous consumption i love saying that word i don't know why um one of my all-time favorite well not all-time favorite but like one of my favorite songs is definitely seven rings by ariana grande um and this song it has gotten a lot of hate but it does have a lot of love um i personally like it because it makes me feel empowered like before i go play a match or um if i'm doing like exercising and fitness i'll listen to this song um, but, you know, as I started listening to the lyrics, I realized it was the music that was actually making me feel empowered, and it wasn't the actual words. I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. That's basically, she keeps repeating that in the song, and that phrase is basically a huge component of consumerism. Conspicuous consumerism, to be exact. And consumerism is not, it's definitely not a form of empowerment. Um, Ariana, she basically said that this song was meant to like empower girls to know that they can do what they want and they don't need a man by their side. And I applaud this. But really, really the song is saying that in order to be independent and strong, uh, a strong woman, you need to be materialistic. And being empowered and feeling good about yourself as a woman should be, it's by like flaunting and boasting expensive, beautiful and priceless possessions and, you know, having the liberty of disposable income. 
Um, you know, I've definitely succumbed to what much of Ariana is actually talking about in her songs, such as retail therapy. I know I'm not the only one who goes online shopping or wants to go to the mall when they're feeling down or bad about themselves. And while retail therapy, it seems glamorous and it's very fun actually, in the end, conspicuous consumption is not the way to go to feel empowered. So you like, you might be wondering, you know, well, how can we sort of overcome this? How can we overcome consumerism? And in order to do this, we first need to admit it's possible to rid ourselves from the cycle of consumerism. There's this thing called minimalism. I don't know if you've heard of it, but minimalism is basically a lifestyle practice and it very much contradicts consumerism. Minimalism, it started off as an art movement, you know, uh, like those seven seven thousand dollar paintings you see at like the art institute and they literally have nothing besides like a red dot on it that's what minimalism is and it's something a toddler can actually do um and it's also minimalism was also um an avant-garde music movement but it's really developed into a lifestyle movement and it's all about living with less and living life based on experiences rather than possessions and there's a lot of there's a lot of people, a lot of examples of people who have adopted minimalism and by becoming open to the possibility of adopting a somewhat minimalistic lifestyle, we can combat consumerism. Also, another step we can take is to compare down. Well, comparing for starters is something that I really wish I could just, you know, take away, but I think we as humans were sort of, I guess we're sort of programmed to somehow compare ourselves I mean, Ariana's whole song is basically her flexing her disposable income and how she can buy like six diamond rings, well, seven diamond rings for herself and her um, and her best friends and how she has red bottoms and, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, so instead of, you know, um, comparing yourself to the Ariana Grandes of the world, start noticing people who are in need and spend time with those who have less. But these people who have less but are still able to remain happy and I think this comes back to the the point of gratefulness in the abundance mindset versus scarcity uh, versus like entitlement in the scarcity mindset um and I think practicing gratitude every day is a great way to also get started um I actually used to do this I don't know why I stopped doing this but I would um before I went to bed I would say three or five three to five things that made me smile or made me feel grateful about uh grateful during this day and I think it really it will really put you in a better state of mind um also another thing is consider the full cost of something you know not just the price tag consider what it takes to fix it repair it organize it replace it and caring for it um, an example of this can be the notorious fast fashion and a lot of fast fashion brands you know, they can easily get damaged. They require, and then once they get damaged, you either have to fix it, you have to buy a new one, or you have to let it go. And all three of these things are either bad for the environment or your pockets. And I think it's just better to buy, you know, a couple high quality and sustainable pieces and wear those for a long time. Also, another very, very important thing is becoming aware of the consumer-driven society that we are a part of, we're living in. We are, we're like every day bombarded by so many ads and they capitalize on our scarcity mindsets and, and they make us buy what more than what we need. 
according to Becoming Minimalist, as a result, um, average consumer debt equals like um, $8,000 per household. And shopping malls outnumber high schools. Americans spend more on jewelry than higher and like shoes than higher education. And 93% of teenage girls rank shopping as their favorite pastime. Um, I think I can sometimes be part of this percentile. Um, finally, I wanted to introduce you to a relatively new concept, which is conscious consumerism. There are a lot of definitions of conscious consumerism, but my favorite is from an article in the Medium saying, a conscious consumer is an agent of change who considers the social, environmental, ecological, and political impact of their boycott and boycott actions. Wow. Boycott versus boycott. This was a light bulb moment for me because boycotting it's more familiar you know it's basically when you don't buy from a specific company whereas boycotting is where you buy from companies that you believe align with your values and boycotting it's it's not new but it's a more of a new to me form of social activism and it might be actually very hard to start boycotting because it like requires so much more research than if you were just boycotting where you just say hey i'm not gonna buy the specific brand um, but I was excited because I came across a free app called Bicot, and their tagline is vote with your wallet. So at Bicot, you join campaigns to support causes that you care about. And basically you scan a product's barcode and learn about the business and make an informed decision. And you can communicate your purchase and decision to companies and you can rally support through social media to affect change together. And when I signed up for the app, Bicot, they asked me to select causes that I cared about. And you can choose from many different causes and options. And for example, these are some of the ones that I chose for myself. Um, I chose to support fair trade, to boycott chocolate produced by child slaves. Climate Count Saves the Blue Marble. That one's basically products that will help reduce the carbon footprint and products that are eco and, um, and environmentally friendly. And then I also did a illusion of choice. So illusion of choice is something that I want to talk about more actually like in a different podcast. And it's basically, you know that there's there um, a majority of products that we buy, they eventually just go back to like 10 companies. And many of these companies, either through their subsidiaries or through the giant parent companies, support unethical and immoral practices. Also, boycott products from companies that um, practice income inequality with their employees. So this is like companies that overpay the higher positions like executives and underpay on other employees. Another one is boycotting Trump products. So, you know, um, stores that, um, they, that are part of his buildings and PGA things. And this is a form of political consumerism. So political consumerism is is very similar to conscious consumerism, but it's basically an alternative form of political engagement. And this is just great for young people like me because we're not allowed to vote, but through this type of consumerism, we're able to still have political participation. Really, the boycott, the boycotting app, um, it really helps by cutting the tedious research it takes to be a conscious consumer but it's not an option for everyone you know it's hard to be a conscious of consumerism when survival is your main goal you know it's really a privilege just it's really a privilege to be able to be a conscious consumer 
Um, so we really do, if you have privilege, we really do have to use our money intentionally and to vote with our money. Um, as a teen, not many of us have a sort of steady source of income, but teens are really one of the target audiences for advertisers. But we do have the power to sort of influence and help our parents make the right choices on products that they buy for us, for the house, where they shop, for themselves, and how they spend their money. So I wanted to sort of like end by going back to Seven Rings. You know, it really isn't about the lashes. lashes. It's not about the diamonds, red bottoms, all the, the glitz, all the glamour, even though I like that a lot. But it's ra- rather about the raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I said it so you're stuck with it. So that's it for today's episode, but I wanted to introduce you guys to Wi-Fi Matters' newer initiative, FinEd. So I've brought Annika and Katie, to the, who are the co-directors of FinEd, to say a little spiel about what our initiative is. Let's welcome them. Hey everyone, my name is Katie. And my name is Annika. And we are the co-directors of Wi-Fi Matters FinEd. So what is FinEd anyway? FinEd is pretty simple. It's financial education. Here at FinEd, we strive to extend our resources to underprivileged kids and teach them crucial financial skills so that they can have a better future. We partner with nonprofit organizations and youth organizations to host virtual workshops in order to educate kids so that they will have better opportunities to succeed as they define it. Make sure to support us on all social media platforms at Wi-Fi Matters. If you want more information on what we do, visit www.wifimatters.com slash fined. And if you have any questions or want to contact us, please email us at fin.ed at wifimatters.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye.